Follow us on Twitter at World Talk Radio. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's World Talk Radio. The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. To the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, The Power of Water. I'm Sharon Kleina. Why did I choose the power of water as our theme? I'm starting our fourth year as of this month. We've been doing this for four years reaching out to areas of the world. We've had our show going into Holland with guests and into Kenya with guests, Indonesia with guests, uh, into Sweden with guests. We've we had the head of the United Nations on with us and U.S. Uh, the NASA, uh, U.S. NASA, NASA group. And we could go on. How exciting this has been uh, for years. And I want to thank World Talk Radio and Green Talk Radio uh, Green Talk Radio and Apple iTunes and the syndication that we have to making this possible for us to reach out with our descriptions and pleading and concerns of our health and our issues, but number one, water. What is the environmental issue? It must be number one, the concerns of water all over the world. As I've told you, 5,000 children are dying a day because they don't have water. That is not, we cannot accept that. And the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Power of Water, is the only radio talk show dedicated to life-threatening water wars and and concerns. Uh, Global water and health crisis, better education, more proactive education, interviews with leading research leaders from all over the world that have been part of us, famous physicians, research scientists. uh, We've had a Nobel Prize winner on. We've had the head of the United Nations. We could go on and on what we've had on here to share with you. Dr. Stephen Solomon, uh, who had helped us with the word, with water, the book Water. We've had the founder of the China study, um, Dr. Cantrell, on. And I could go on about that. And we've been learning about the earth, its environment, the water issues, health issues, the crisis of the wars, and trust me, what is going on in the deserts of our world and the background of it all is not oil. It's the water concerns. It always has been and it will be. So listen to us today. We're going to learn a lot. I have a very special guest today, Eric, Dr. Eric Pearl from Los Angeles, and we're going to learn a lot from him. And I think before the show is over, you're going to have a different way to look at yourself. And that is the reason behind the show, who you are. You get out of bed in the morning, you plant your foot on, uh, feet on the ground, and you begin to walk this earth. You want to learn to walk with the earth. It's not going to learn to walk with you. You need to learn who your host is, the earth, 
and what we want to learn to do. It's exciting. Biologic Aqua Research is the sponsor of our show, and I will tell you I am the founder of Biologic Aqua Research. And our company has been in research and dehydration of your body. For example, the moment you were born, you entered in the air you breathed from that delivery room, and you became, you began to live without the water around you for the first time. There should be a study of dehydration from that moment on for the rest of your life. And so we will be looking at this forever together on this show. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears I Miss the Product, to only, it's a supplement that is the only supplement to replenish the lost moisture at the surface of the eye, at the cornea area of the tear foam. Did you know that that is 99% water, natural water? You need to learn to supplement. Nature's Tears I Mist is the only supplement available to be able to, with the mist, to be able to apply as often as you wished all day without eye drops. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be back with Dr. Pearl. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Today we have Dr. Eric Pearl, who is a chiropractor, healer, author, and speaker. He's from Los Angeles, California, in the United States. Um, Eric, are you with us? I am here. Do you, do you want us to think of you as Dr. Pearl or during the show today, or do you mind if I call you Eric? I prefer Eric. This is up okay. to you. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. And I want to tell you, I was, really, I was reading about your background, and you've been uh, involved in an invitation with the United Nations. You've been introduced to a full house at Madison Square Garden. And you've been um, publicized in the New York Times, and then you also have a featured film called *The Living Matrix*. And look, tell me, tell our audience about where uh, where you're coming from, how you got where you're at, and then you're going to be our professor today. You're going to teach us something about how to take better care of ourselves. Well, okay. Um, first, I'll tell you that. What this is about is that there's an extraordinary new way of healing that is scientifically measurable and accessible to anyone who wants to learn this or who wants to find a practitioner of it. 
it's called Reconnective Healing, and I can tell you a little bit about how it came about. I'd like to hear how you became about, because, you know, it's so fascinating with all of us in research, Eric, that we did something in our own personal lives that showed us something, and then all of a sudden we we found ourselves involved in something that became fascinating. And how did you become involved in, in this particular type of application of healing? Well, prior to prior to this, I was a relatively normal person, um, depending on who you <laughs> I ask, I guess. Normal. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, you know, I grew up, went to school, became a doctor, <laughs> chiropractic, um, uh-huh. had a one of the two largest practices in all of Los Angeles, uh-huh. and um, practiced for twelve years quietly. When one day, a few strange things happened. Uh, uh, I was awakened in the middle of the night by a bright light. I opened my eyes to see what it was, and it wasn't any of the seem. It didn't seem to be like any of the spiritual things we hear about. You know, it was just the lamp next to my bed had somehow come on. It turned itself on. Now, of course, you know that could have been an electrical short. Except shorts usually turn things off, so maybe it was an electrical long. I don't know. But at the same time, I, I felt. As if someone, or more something than just one of them, tell you something. <laughs> yeah, it was in my house. It really felt like someone was in my house, which is Next not bed. a feeling that you know is comfortable. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I hadn't had that type of. Yeah. You know, I'm not. Yeah. Used, I'm not the type of person who wakes up to that feeling. Right. So I got up bravely with a knife, a can of pepper spray, and my Doberman pincher, and I went hunting <laughs> through the house. I couldn't find anyone. Um, it felt as if someone was there, but I talked myself into. The only logical answer, which is it must be my imagination, and I went back to bed. Mm-hmm. But on that Monday, seven of my patients independently came to me and started telling me that they felt people in the office where I was working on them, um, just like I had felt people in my home. Some said it felt as if they were standing, some said it felt as if they were walking, some said it felt as if people were running, and two of them actually looked me straight in the eye and said, mm-hmm. it feels as if there's somebody flying around the ceiling. Now, these have been patients of mine for, you know, 10 or more years, and after 12 years in practice, no one's saying this to me before, and seven people in one day, well, you would kind of think that this would get my attention. But... Other patients are saying, I can feel your hands before you touch me, which, of course, I didn't believe. I said, oh, yes, sure, you can. Lie down, close your eyes. Mm -hmm. So they were lying on the chiropractic table. I would hold my hands at various distances from their bodies, anywhere from, you know, about six or eight inches to three or six or more feet away. Mm -hmm. And um, they could tell me, right shoulder, left ankle. So as I would do this, I would watch... And tiny, tiny, tiny little involuntary muscles would be moving in their forehead and around their chin and other places in their face, muscles that we can't move intentionally because they're so small. And then the fingers would start to move on many people, the feet, sometimes the, the neck would move in an interesting fashion, the muscles of the neck would be moving by themselves, and when these people would open their eyes, they were reporting seeing colors that they had never seen before, and they, they would tell me what the colors were, and I would say, well, how, how do you know that this was a beautiful violet color if you said you've never seen it before? They said, you just have to see it to know. It's a combination of a color and a light, and they would describe gold now, Eric, and white. How long, how long ago did you uh, discover this? 
This started in August of 1993. 1993. So you, uh, you found, yeah, you, so you discovered that there was something that, and how long had you been practicing um, uh, the car, car, being a chiropractor? And you said you I had already. Yeah, I had already been practicing for about 12 years at this time. Right. So then uh, you found that something was um, happening uh, in the body of your patients, especially probably the patients you'd been working with for quite some time. No, people, people both new and old. Uh, okay. You know, patients on their first visit, and patients who had been coming in for years. This all started happening mm-hmm. at the same time, same day. And um, when the patients would open their eyes, they'd stand up. Mm-hmm. Some of them were standing up who couldn't stand up before. They had mm-hmm. wheelchairs or other things going on with them. Others um, were regaining hearing, vision. Um, children with cerebral palsy or epilepsy, such as in that film you mentioned, The Living Matrix, mm-hmm. are walking and running and playing and speaking normally and not having seizures anymore. People now, are reporting cancers. Yeah, probably by uh, that era, you had heard of other people going to stages around the world and, and doing this for whatever p- biblical or uh, religious reasons and and uh, strong faith reasons, and, and you and I probably you have studied around the world so far back into uh, healing of uh, different mirac- miracles of healing through the many, many hundreds of years and so on. What, what, you know, what, I, came, what came through your head at the time when you began to understand, and of course this is antidotal at the time, it was sure. not you all of a sudden were introduced to something that became... Uh, 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 all of a sudden you were introduced to something that you needed to watch and see if this is really happening. How did you handle, how did you deal with that? Because you're probably being a trained doctor, going through uh, uh, school and learning all that you've done. Chiropractors are by far more educated in areas that other doctors are not. I know that. Doctors know that. I have a huge medical team. Um, That you probably were trying to think, oh, my gosh, where am I coming from with this, and where are they coming from? Uh, what what do I want to learn from this? So how did you how did you learn to deal with that? Well, let's start this way. The the first thing I want to say is, and I just want to be clear: not everyone was having these healings. A lot of people, a significant number, but of course, nothing is a hundred percent. Medicine is not a hundred percent. There are exactly. no promises and guarantees. The audience needs to hear I, that. Yeah, we all right. know. Nothing is 100%, and it needs, the other thing we need to re, uh, also, and you would tell them better than I, it's, it's not going to be 100%, but if the individual, the patient or the individual doesn't participate, it will not have the relationship of the, of the healing uh, in any medical. I don't care if, what you're doing, that will, if the patient doesn't want to participate and work hard at it. Right? So I, uh, go ahead. So, so what I was saying was... Um, so as people would, you know, call and say, what happened? I would say, well, um, uh, nothing, and don't tell anybody. And, of course, the more I said that, the more people started coming in for these sessions. How did I feel about it when it happened? Well, first of all, um, it wasn't exactly the way that you would, the event you just described in the fact that I had not studied about any of this. Sure, somewhere in the back of my head, I had heard about, you know, 
somebody on TV slapping people on the forehead and they fall over backwards and pass around the collection yeah. plate. I mean, it it never never really looked real to me, and it required continuous belief and faith to hold on to those healings. Um, I had once, many, many, many years prior to that, uh, gone with someone to look at a, a Friday night introductory class to a Reiki session. I thought that looks interesting, you know, to teaching it, but I never followed it up. So I had no background in this. I had not read about it. I wasn't raised this way. I wasn't thinking about it. It was just, I went home. Why don't we, you know, the simplest way to put it is I went home on a Friday night thinking I was a chiropractor. I came in back on a Monday and I was something else. Now my parents had always told me I was something else. But trust me, this was not what they had in mind. And so um, I can tell you the biggest sense was awe. In three letters, A-W-E, it was awe. It it was so huge, you could only step back out of respect and observe. Anything else would almost have been sacrosanct in its presence. Mm -hmm. The attempt to try to do it or to help it would be anywhere between foolish and insulting because there's nothing that we can do to assist except for to get out of the way and become the observer and the observed, the witness and the witness without judgment. Now, the funny thing is, is years later, and we can come back to this if you would like, what became very clear was the depth of importance of this because there is one key in being able to access the true fullness of these healings. When we teach, you know, the book is in 36 languages. I've taught over 70,000 people around the world. Maybe about 10 to uh, 15,000 of them are mainstream healthcare practitioners, doctors, nurses, physical therapists, and other um, 30% of them are healing practitioners. And the one key to this is to access it, you must transcend the ego, and you must transcend energy healing techniques. The moment we try to employ a technique is the moment we try to improve upon the perfection of choose the word you want, God, love, or the universe. And that's the moment our ego walks us backwards. And every time we learn and master a new technique and hang a technique certificate up and add it to our pink business card with the rainbows and the fairies and say, look, I've mastered this and I've mastered that, I, 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 me, 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 we walk away from we this. And the only way to do it is to, <laughs> is to observe it. We're in trouble. Why? In fact, well, well, the reason why we, we, you just said if we try to master something, I oh, yes. think that's going to be that way every single time. And uh, right. that's why I said that. Uh, in research, we all learn that you, because you've seen it once doesn't mean you'll see it twice, and you're hoping you'll see it again. But um, now tell me. Oh, well, you do see it. Can I, can I just add this? Well, let me, see, what, what, what I mean is I don't mean um, follow me for a second. Because sure. one person responded one way doesn't mean the next person's re, uh, will respond the same way, but it doesn't mean they're not uh, uh, receiving the the right. the what you, uh, the application you're tr- uh, you're both trying to work on. And when you mentioned ego, you you correct me. When I when I look at the body, and I'm looking at the body as like trillions of cells, Eric and. And the electrolytic side of the response of the body. And when you said you have to give up that ego, in other words, you have to re, 
you have to respond. You have to, uh, um, you have to give up yourself at the moment and release yourself away from the flesh to be able to electrolytically or whatever respond to the application. Uh, and it has to be, it's a very individual thing between you and that person is where I'm coming from. The ego that you mentioned um, has to be released. You have to forget where you're at, what you're doing, and who you are to be able to respond to the application. Am I right or wrong? I think that's a beautiful way of expressing it. What I tell people to simplify it, because people go, well, how do I do that? How, 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 how? And I say the way to do it is to simply let go. Feel. Well, it's to listen with a different sense, to feel with your essence, to observe and to allow and and know that the intelligence of the universe will bring about the healing that is perfect for that person, whether or not we recognize its perfection. So as to what you just said, opening this segment a couple of moments ago, Three people can come in with the same set of symptoms, the same diagnosis, and receive three different sets of results depending upon what is perfect for them on their life course. And what we have to realize is that we are not privileged to what is perfect for that person. So when we try to then step back from the witnessing, step down from the witnessing to a lower level of trying to use a technique and control or direct an outcome. That is us saying, I understand the mind of God and what is perfect for this person on their life course. And that is where we begin to lessen our true gift. Yeah. See, Anna, I followed you. I needed to share with you um when I started my research way back in time, 30-odd years ago, Eric, I was concerned about I'd been president of the American Cancer Society, chairman of a board of directors of doctors groups and cancer, hopefully, to find the answer. But I learned as a layman that um, education, 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 then all of a sudden I began to understand that what people were not recognizing is why is it, Eric, that one person comes in with a terminal diagnosis and then another person comes in with a terminal diagnosis? They both have the same diagnosis, but one goes goes, and we, we lose one, and the other one that had it worse made it. And I began to study the dehydration of stress. Mm. And now you will follow me with your background, I believe. Now, you're, I'm not very smart, Eric. I'm one of those people who go all over the world doing what I do, and um, I'm very quick to say, and the reason I say that is because I have, there's so much to learn. And through the, my years and what I've done, I've been able to track from all over the world scientists to say, you know, Sharon, from Nobel Prize winners to physicians to scientists of breakthroughs, my God, you have a handle on something. It's called dehydration. Um, right. and, and when you're coming along and knowing the body's made up of 50 trillion cells, and then all of a sudden I look at stress. And people have to get, learn to live away from their flesh. They have to learn to deal, learn to live with what is out there and not be so tight. And Eric, I began to study the skin first. And then I thought, my God, if the skin under stress gets that tight, you cannot, uh, you cannot detoxify. You cannot be flexible. The dehydration is going to get worse. 
And in other words, your body loses moisture from the day you were born until the day you pass on. What are we doing to learn to slow that down? What do we learn to detoxify? So I came about it in a direction of thinking, oh, my gosh, if we could learn get people to do what you're doing, Gary, to get them to relax and, and live away from the flesh and, and think about the flow and the water and what it's offered to this powerful faith on earth and on all, that all of a sudden their treatments become a relationship with what they have to do to expel it, let go, and live away from the flesh, live with their faith. Uh, and what you're doing now, and and you can correct me because, uh, like I said, I've got a lot to learn. But uh, when you're you have someone come to you and you're trying to get them to learn to build a relationship away from their body and don't be so tight, and and and, and allow themselves to get rid of that ego. In other words, become part of an application that you believe that you could help them, but they, you could, it's very difficult to help them if they can't release and relax and, and live away from the skin at that time and let you do what you're trying to show them with your education, that what is so valuable that they could literally walk away from there and practice it during the day with just walking along and thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm feeling a little exhausted. I have a common cold coming on. How do I... Uh, release this and, and let it detoxify, let the skin relax by uh, the application you've been teaching them during your, uh, their visit with you. Um, now, that's where I'm coming from with this today. And I think you're offering an um, enormous amount of wealth of people to think about this from all walks of life. Now, you have, um, when you go, when you have got the, when a person comes to your office, and uh, they want to learn about what you're thinking. What do you say to your patient when you first say, this is something I'm going to show you today and teach you? What do you say to them when they first walk in and you want to show them what you're going to try to do? Well, I love your approach to um, the way that we can simply evolve into a healthier state. It all makes perfect sense. And then when we get to the question of what do I show my patients, um, and I'm just going to back this up a little bit on this so we understand it. I don't practice as a chiropractor any longer. Oh. Right now, I'm on. I ca- I'm licensed as a doctor mm-hmm. chiropractic, but I don't practice it because mm-hmm. I travel around the world 45 weeks every year, living out of a couple of suitcases, uh-huh. teaching this. So every weekend, I'm teaching you how to facilitate healings mm-hmm. for yourself and others to bring this mm-hmm. back into your families so we can start to take care of our children at home first before we farm them out to someone whose instinct is to, you know, put chemicals inside of them or do surgery. And so that if they are under medical care, the medical care isn't helping this can help them in conjunction with it or after the medical care didn't work. In other words, it doesn't matter whether this comes in in the beginning, middle, or the end because it negates nothing. It enhances everything. So, um, I mean, I, we just taught a seminar, too, about um, 900, 900 people in Italy translated into seven languages. All the translation booths look like the United Nations Mm-hmm. Right there. So this is my life. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. the book is called The Reconnection, Heal mm-hmm. Others, Heal Yourself. Yeah, and it begins, mm-hmm. it begins with the history and theory of the work. Then it goes 
into some of the research, and the last portion of it is a basic how-to, how to do this for yourself and your family. It's not enough just from reading a book about anything to say that you're a practitioner. You'd have to come to a seminar to learn to, to say that you are a practitioner of it, but it's certainly enough to be able to access this for now yourself. You, and, uh, Eric, when you have a group in front of you, a large group like that, and I only uh, have a minute left before our sponsor needs a uh, – I didn't want the other commercial because I want to have you on without interruptions, but we'll have one here in a minute. Um, okay. What I wanted to ask you real quickly, and we can come back to that in a minute. When you have a large audience, how do you do this to get a large audience involved with what you're trying to connect with them? In other words, uh, what you're trying to get them to measure. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I truly I now you I ask- understand the frequency because I truly believe, and I've said this to, believe it or not, I'm in the medical field with doctors from all over the world that practice medicine and their uh, uh, and surgery and and people who never talked about nature. They talk about it with me all over the world, and so all of a sudden I'm accepted with nature, but. I do believe that there's 50 trillion cells in every body, and you get electrocuted so easily. Obviously, there's a frequency in each body, each person's body that has never been understood because of the dehydration or the hydration that's going on. Uh, I follow okay. you with what you're trying. What you're I, not that I could do it. Don't misunderstand me, but I'm following you and understanding what that frequency is, and I want my audience to understand it. And you're alive well, uh, and you're living on this earth. You've got, you do have a frequency in your body. Let's start this way. Um, to answer that question, um, the way that we should answer it, we should do that after the commercial. How about a right before let's your commercial break? And thank How you about for a right before that? your commercial break? I just tell people that if they want to find a practitioner to have their own sessions with someone, they can certainly go to the reconnection.com and look at our directory of practitioners. And when we come back, I'll let you, I'll answer your question about how right. we'll it can be taught. And, uh, yes, because this is, if you're, uh, this is a wonderful uh, education. We'll take a moment with our sponsor. We'll be right back. We'll take a moment with our sponsor, Nature Tears Eye Mist, the only worldwide method to be able to apply just a mist to replenish lost moisture at the surface of the eye. Did you know your eyes are 99% water, and when you lift your eyelid, all of a sudden you're exposed to the air you're breathing, which indoor conditions are forced air, heating and cooling, insulated windows and walls. Outdoors, we do not have the same moisture that we had available in the air, and it's very polluted. So just a mist. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, and we'll be right back with Dr. Pearl. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. 
listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Eric, you said when we came back you wanted to tell us something, uh, educate us about something that you thought was very important to what we're, uh, we're trying to teach our audience about here today. Well, right. What I wanted to explain is what happens at a seminar so you'll know how you exactly. can learn to do that. So what usually occurs, and, um, you know, it, it doesn't matter pretty much which seminar that you're at that I'm teaching. It's usually a Friday night, a Saturday, and a Sunday. And on that Friday night, what tends to happen is that um, we give about a three-hour presentation. We talk about the history of the work, how it evolved, the theory, the philosophy, the research. Then we bring up some volunteers from the audience to give some demonstrations about the healing. So you can see it live, you know, and possibly probably on a friend of yours or someone who's come in that you know. And then we give everyone an opportunity for you to feel this in your hands. But Saturday and Sunday, where we teach this work, it's a real learning seminar. And what I mean by that is do not come if you think we're all going to sit around, hold hands, om, and sing Kumbaya, my Lord, because it won't happen that way. Um, What happens is we demonstrate a level of the work from the stage, and then we have one massage table for approximately every four people. So what happens is we go to the massage tables in groups of two or four, one person lying down, one person standing up, and I walk around to each table along with our international team of teaching assistants, and we show you how to begin to feel these sensations in your hands. And and even coming in thinking, I never feel anything, you don't leave that way. Um, And what happens is as you begin to feel a certain sensation, you'll start to see the person who's lying down on a table. You'll see their body physically respond. Their eyes dart back and forth or their fingers and their feet move or something else. As you feel a different sensation, you'll see the response physically in that person's body change. And in that seeing, you enter into a state of simply knowing. Now, knowingness is different than knowledge. It's not about learning a new technique and learning and collecting more knowledge. It's simply a state of knowingness. And in that knowingness, you begin to see and feel more. And by the end of the weekend, you really step into your mastery on that. And by the end of just one weekend, not six months or three weekends or just one, you can pretty much rest assured that you will, A, be able to do anything and everything that I can in the way of healing, um, and B, be able to do anything and everything that any human being in the way of healing can do, whether they were raised by monks in a cave in a mountaintop in Tibet or whether they moved to, you know, another part of the country and changed their last name to Of God. It doesn't matter the story. It matters we transcend the story. Yeah, what do you say to the audience before the people start coming up uh, to work with you? What do you say to them to get them to release? They just walked in a building. Um, they've been talking to each other. They were anticipating their, uh, getting to know you and what you do. What do you say to them to get them to relax and get over that ego we were talking about and get live away from that flesh and, and get re- and pr- respond to what you're trying to do with your uh, introduction of this application of, of what you're trying to teach them? What have you said to them? to get them started, because they've got to get let go. They've got to, they've got to release um, before, you begin, before they begin to experience this. 
This is, according to the researchers, a new level of healing that hasn't been here before. It takes us beyond energy healing Mm -hmm. into a spectrum of energy, light, and information that has not been seen before, according, again, to the scientists. What they show in studies with brain waves, for instance, is that it seems to instantly bring the person into a super aware state and one more coherent than even masters in meditation. It does it without having to say anything or do anything. So it really? doesn't oh require neuro-linguistic programming. Or- you don't have them close their eyes and while you're talking and get prepared for... Let me give you an example. Let, let me give you an example okay, of something. Okay, that thank is- you. I, I would uh, like that. So one day I'm standing in a, a long line to see someone at a public event. Right. The line is moving slowly. I know it's going to take at least half an hour to get in, even though it's an indoor building line. Right. And someone comes over and starts talking to the person in front of me and complaining about that he had hurt his hand. He hadn't been able to open the fingers in his hands for, I think, um, a month or so. He had gotten it stuck in an elevator door. He goes on in this story. Now, I am there just wanting to see an event. I'm not, you know, really focused on what's mm-hmm. going on with this person or anything else. I don't think I'd even written the book yet. But um, I realize that this person works here, and he's going to stay in that line for the whole next 30 minutes going on and on and on about that story. And finally, out of frustration, you know, we would think that this should be peaceful, but no. Out of frustration, I turn around, I look at him, and I say, give me your hand. So his face turns blank, but he sticks his hand right up. And I held my fingers. I held my hands maybe about, um, oh, eight or ten inches on either side of his hand Uh for a moment. His fingers went into the involuntary movement that I knew that they would do. Uh And I said, all right, what's going on now? And he said, well, I can't close my hand. And his hand opened and closed fully. The pain was gone. Uh And he left. Uh-huh. Just when I thought I was free, however, he came back uh-huh. going, praise the Lord, I had a healing. Well, I, I'm not a, you know, I believe in God or love or the universe, whatever word you want. This yeah. has nothing to do with religion. The reason I went, uh, oh, my gosh, because today in America and the world, we're having all these people, if they get a little frustrated, we have a little bit of of demonstration. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, the, the, the uh, we're talking about this. freedom of speech and, 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 and uh, helping out or whatever, and then all of a sudden we're living in a society in America where uh, out of the clear blue sky we're finding out that we're living with all of this huge amounts of frustration with demonstration and defacing buildings and bullets out in the lawn and now all these things for whatever and then all of a sudden we turn to a person and said give me your hand <laughs> right. here i think is the point to take from this is that um when these healings started happening my patients were coming in to see a chiropractor and i thought i was one all right mm-hmm. so there was no faith hope or belief if i if you drop your you shoe on the floor right uh-huh. right if you drop your shoe onto the floor the floor is going to catch the shoe, and I can pretty much promise you that the shoe doesn't believe in the floor. Mm-hmm. It just is. And so that seems, what, when we were doing energy healing techniques and other things, we needed to bring the people into a state of being open or conscious or this or that, but there's something more comprehensive about reconnective healing. This is why there's so much research going on all around the world by different scientists demonstrating that it is so unique and instantaneously 
easy to learn. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Now, when you're talking, well, okay, let's say the person has had a, uh, has had a, um, a very positive uh, response to your application and they begin their life. Have you ever followed them through beyond that? When they finally able were able to receive um, what is so important to their recovery, let's call it a recovery. What, what would you call it? It's not a recovery. What would you call I it? I call it a healing. I don't a know healing. what else to call it. Okay, a healing. Yeah, okay. because healing, healing, healing is about... I don't want to call it a cure. That's a medical word. And I don't and want to cure. call it a recovery either. Uh, I didn't mean to right. say that. Right. A cure has to do with, with treatment or yeah. therapy. It's so all when the person began to be he- was healed and they leave you, did you follow them to make sure that they kept a, a, um, a practice of keeping up with what they needed to do to keep the, rela- the relationship with themselves with what they found? There's nothing that they need to do because this level of healing brings the person back into an optimal state of balance. Mm -hmm. And the balance allows the imbalances, as appropriate, to vibrate out. See, healing is not just physical. Healing is physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. It's, oh, it's one complete cycle. So balance, you, you can't have a like, physical I'm healing. I like to use the word balance, yes. Yeah. You can't have a physical healing by itself or it won't last. You know, that you might, that's just a treatment. You might as well take an aspirin. Mm-hmm. To have a healing, everything it comes into balance. A lot of times people will look at it from the surface and they'll say, well, what about their lessons? You know, you've taken away their lessons or what about what they need to do? Is it, no, this doesn't take away anything. It brings in balance and the perfection of the universe, this intelligence of the universe knows where the lessons are. We don't always have to re-experience our lessons or get oh, them yeah. consciously. That's fa- now that's a fascination now. I'm sure our audience and we have a very intellectual audience, and um, I'm sure they were following you thinking, well, when you, these kind of healings happen, do they last? Of course they're going to think that way. So you're right. saying um, now, but again, we're saying no two people are alike. How many people have you um, experienced this with, and they walked away, and they called you back and said, I've had a relapse or I need it again. Uh, do you have it where they have to come back and, and have this other this experience again? Okay. So um, there was a wonderful film with Ellen Burstyn. She was up for an Academy Award for it in 1980 called Resurrection. And a gorgeous line from that film was, some people may need their illness to give love, some get love. And we don't know why. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, I'll start off your answer by saying, once in a while, someone for some reason will give up their healing. But part of the reason reconnective healing is so researched is because for the most part, healings tend to occur fairly instantaneously. And for the most part, they tend to last the person's lifetime without them needing to come back mm-hmm. again and again and again. Now, I thought in the beginning that maybe I should do at least three sessions. Today, mm-hmm. we realize that doesn't have to happen. You talked mm-hmm. about the living matrix uh, as mm-hmm. one of the movies that had interviewed me. Let me tell you briefly the opening story about that because the film opens with a young child who is five years old who has cerebral palsy. His parents um, were dragged by their neighbors to hear me present in Thessaloniki in Greece. Mm-hmm. At the end of the event, 
the event, even though the parents didn't believe in this and didn't speak English, the neighbors carried this boy up. He had metal braces on his legs. He couldn't stand without holding on to furniture or his mother or father. His hands held with his lips, with his wrists hanging limply. His toes would touch the ground, but his heels couldn't, so he was scheduled for surgery, and he couldn't speak clearly. The mother would translate for the family what she thought he was saying. They said, will you work on him? I said, well, we're getting off the stage, but sure, people are leaving. And so I did a little bit of work on him, only four minutes, because the venue told us that they were closing, and we had to stop, and they were turning off the lights. And the boy got off the table, walked down the stairs from the stage, and attended the entire, um, ascended the entire staircase of this miniature coliseum mm-hmm. twice. Now, now how what old happened? Was that boy? How old was the boy? Five. Five years Five. old. Five years old, and um, he, they came back to me the next week, and he said through a translator, look what I can do. I can run, and he ran down the hall and back. He said, look what else I can do. I can stand on one leg and spin, and he did, Aww. and he said, look what else I can do. I can Aww. open my right hand. What we didn't know was that for his entire life, he was unable to open his right hand. He said, I can drink my own cup of water. I can hug my parents, and then what became clear was that everyone, for the first time in his life, except me, because he was speaking in Greek, could understand him. <laughs> oh, you know, I have a thing about children, children, Eric. I'm, um, I have this thing. And do you have children by chance? No, you usually okay, have well, well, children what I'm by intention. If anybody have a child or a grandchild or a friend or a child. If you ever say, I know a lady who thinks all children are perfect, <laughs> they always say, no. <laughs> all children are perfect. In fact, I was watching um, with my husband uh, what is happening in this country with our children, where the family is out of work for the first time in their whole life, Eric. What can you and I and the world do for these children that are not suffering in the same way, but mentally uh, becoming exhausted and and challenged because of the handicap that the parents are having to live in motels and in the car, and they lost their jobs for the first time in the whole life of their parents. For generations, lost a job that they'd always had or always willing to work hard. And what can we do uh, for these children that need uh, mental help to keep the const- uh, to keep the confidence and and uh, that this will not be forever. Um, so what you're doing going out there around the world is you're teaching the world that there is another way to look at uh, applications of healing. And uh, it sounds like you've been um, uh, running, you've been very busy. Um, now, are you going into Japan with this here soon? Oh, yeah. I do I, I seminars in Japan, of course. Yeah, tell me about Japan, because Japan has to be very excited. Uh, one culture, I was in Japan last year and, and uh, working at something, and um, they're very open to very proactive understandings of what we need to do to take better care of ourselves and to mentally um, be involved in ourselves and and how, how, when you've gone to Japan, uh, have you had a really good relationship with a lot of people with this application there? Oh, Japan is absolutely open to this work, but, but so is pretty much everywhere. Everywhere in the world? Pretty much is, is everywhere around mm-hmm. the world. I mean, for instance, um, I'll be going to Montreal to teach this March 25 through 27. Mm-hmm. One of my main teachers is teaching it right here in San Diego, April mm-hmm. 16 through 17, or in Albuquerque, April 30 through May 1. But, of course, 
um, Japan. I love. Well, Japan. I'm going to ask you then, Japan, and then I'm going to ask you about what is one of the countries that you've gone to that has been really receptive. Uh, I know you've been all over, and there, there's a lot of uh, people um, excited. But did you have one particular country that seemed to be much more proactive and wanting to learn more than another country? You know, country? I, I, it's an interesting question, but no, I think people learn in different ways, and we recognize their desire to learn according to what we allow ourselves to see. For okay. example, I'll, okay. I'll give you a great comparison. Okay. Um, what happens if we go, for example, to um, Italy or Argentina or Israel is that um, the groups are very loud and um, sometimes seemingly a, a challenge to control and say, hey, quiet down, focus with us, follow what we're doing. Okay. But they're loud because that's their excitement about what's yeah. going on, where Japan is just the opposite. Japan files through and everyone honors the teacher and focuses and works on that different level. And so from the outside, we can say, oh, they're much more focused on learning this. But it's not really true. It's us judging one culture by the standards of another. Exactly. Now let's take the culture of the United States of America. And you've been you've been doing this Uh, here in this country. Are you finding an age group that's more receptive than than other age groups? No. What I find initially, what I found initially is that um, I would say an age group of about 45 and up mm-hmm. was more already looking at this and in tune with it, or mm-hmm. I should say with, um, with healing, energy healing in general. Mm-hmm. But reconnective healing tends to be different, I guess, because of the research and the spread and the knowing about this work and how real it is that we tend to bring in much more of a balance of men and women and a lot of people in their 20s and 30s, professionals, educated people, um, people from all walks of life, whether they're professors or whether they're government people or whether they just work at a store or ride a truck or it doesn't matter. Those that are really pursuing uh, wanting to be feel better. We only have about... No, no, minutes. no, wanting to help people. Oh, wanting you to see, help the them. Sem- the seminar teaches you how to facilitate Connect healing with other, for other people. Okay. And okay. In, while working to facilitate healings for others, okay. we discover we that we receive our own healing. Okay, I follow that. We only have about two minutes left. I would like you to take over and you tell the audience what you want them to know and uh and and then of course we want to take them to your website sure well the website as i told you is the same as the book title the book is called the reconnection heal others heal yourself and the website is thereconnection.com where you can see the schedule of events and where we're teaching all around the world um as well excuse me as well, um, you can go onto the directory of practitioners and find someone to work with you. And if you're in the Montreal area, I'll be teaching there March 25 through 27. We'll be teaching San Diego April 16 through 17 and Albuquerque April 31 through May 1st. The main thing that we need to learn is 
is that it is time for us to take the training wheels off of the bicycle because it's one thing to master the bicycle with training wheels and it's another thing to master the bicycle itself. It's one thing to master our energy healing techniques. It's another thing to master healing itself. And the true gift of the technique comes only when we transcend it so we can completely demystify the healing process. And once we're willing to do that, we can facilitate healings for others. We no longer have to go to any one special person anywhere on the planet. Mm-hmm. This is our right. You know, when you mentioned the bicycle, and I'll let you go, and I thank you so much. I always think of the word rhythm on our earth and balance. Uh, in other words, when we learned to ride a bicycle, we learned how to do it without the training wheels because we learned the rhythm of how to ride that bicycle. And it's the same way with life, is learning a rhythm. And, and we have to come from within. Uh, a balance to live on this earth and give back to the earth like you're doing. Well, Rhythm, gonna, music, and harmony. Harmony and music. Uh, well, how do I thank you? You're special, and uh, I think the audience, uh, as what we can learn, and I encourage the world to think about, uh, Eric, uh, what you're doing, and uh, really want to learn more about it. Uh, I want to wish you a very special day, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. You you be well. You too. Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Well, I learned a lot. Um, You know what what Dr. Pearl was telling us, that that special thing within each of us is absolutely should not be taken for granted. And have you ever looked at someone and thought, I don't agree with you or I'm happy with you or... I don't like what you're doing, or you're becoming very aggressively in, inside your mind about, oh, oh my gosh, and that. But remember, we're all different, and we all do have that rhythm in ourselves and that frequency, we'll call it, in our bodies. We're made up of 50 trillion cells, and my gosh, in heaven, we have a lot of relationship of vulnerability to what's around us, and each of us has to stand back touch the air in front of us like we're swimming in air and realize how what the what this is all about and what is going on in our country in our world is that there i must say this after every show earth has a secret do we have to go and aggressively do harm to another person for them to tell us how they feel earth we should embrace these people everybody brace ourselves but Earth is whispering to all of us today, don't ever say goodbye, because then you're saying, like, you don't care what's left. Always remember that if you don't say goodbye, you'll leave a footprint for something special for somebody else to have while you're gone, and you become immortal. I want to thank you for listening, and you have a special day, and be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.